today on CityCast Denver. We've been talking about next week's election a lot lately, especially the $450 million bond package. It's five big yes or no votes on a whole mess of projects Mayor Hancock deemed most crucial for our economic recovery. But I think it's important to remember that elections and bonds like this are not the only way to get things done in your community. Like, say, building a skate park in your neighborhood. These kinds of things do take years, um, and I'm willing to put that time in because I think it will be a worthwhile effort. Today is Thursday, October 28th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Well, Councilwoman Kendra Black, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you. I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today. So we're going to talk about a skate park um, in your district, which is in southeast Denver. Can you talk a little bit about what area you represent in the city? Yes, it's the far southeastern corner of our city. So it borders Aurora, Greenwood Village, Cherry Hills Village, and Englewood. So if you think about Hampton where Hampton turns into Havana, goes all the way to Parker Road, and really all the way to University. And we're talking about uh, the idea of a skate park becoming part of something in your district. Can you talk about where that idea for the skate park came from? Yes. So I've been on council six years, and all throughout that time, we have heard from people, young people as well as adults, who have asked for a skate park. We have a really incredible skate park downtown, which one of my predecessors, Joyce Foster, was instrumental in bringing to Denver. And interestingly, back then in the 90s, you know, people were opposed to skate parks because they thought they attracted the wrong kind of people. But now uh, we know that's very different. And it's a great way for um, young people and adults to recreate and to get exercise and be outside. So um, there aren't any skate parks in this part of Denver. There are some in suburbs, but they're still pretty far away. So there's definitely a need for it and a demand. And so during the dark days of COVID, we had a lot of young people, middle school kids, high school kids reaching out with some very thoughtful communications. They did research and really, really inspired me and my team to really start working on this goal of bringing a skate park to Southeast Denver. So young people in your district made a presentation to you about this skate park. Yes. Numerous, numerous kids, including, you know, 12-year-olds. That's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> um, and I mean, I know city council members take on so many things every year. You You deal with so many different aspects of city issues. And I'm sure... Dozens of projects get put in front of you every year. Why did the skate park speak to you? Why does it matter? Well, um, it's really inspirational to hear from young people, first of all. Um, I'm a big outdoors person, and I believe in people getting outside and getting exercise and getting fresh air. And, um, you know, skateboarding and also you know, BMX bikes, and there's all kinds of alternative kinds of recreation outside of, you know, soccer leagues. And it's all good for you and healthy. And I think we need to provide those options for people. 
And what exactly did their proposal entail? Did they have a site in mind or sort of what did they what did they show you? Um, some of them suggested Bible Park, which is um, a jewel of a park in my district. I also um, am very concerned with climate change and sustainability issues. So the idea of taking away part of Bible Park and replacing it with concrete is not something that got me too excited, but, um, you know, it was definitely worth considering. Bible Park is a very big park. But um, we've come up with another idea that is super exciting to me. So there is a part um, of my district where Kennedy Golf Course is. There's also the Kennedy Ball Field. So there's um, soccer fields there. There's a dog park. Um, It's near the Dayton Light Rail Station. There's a lot of apartments around the area. It's a very diverse part of my district. And it's actually land owned by the Army Corps of Engineers. Well, there's a lot of unused property over there. And there are some abandoned cement infrastructure that it's, you don't even know it's there. It's between I-225 and the golf course. And um, my aides and I explored it earlier this summer and discovered incredible murals over there. And some people may call it graffiti, but it is true art. And there's this really cool abandoned infrastructure that's cement And it seems like maybe we could transform that into something for skateboarding. And also we're looking at BMX bike tracks because that's another form of alternative recreation that people are interested in. So you mentioned Joyce Foster in the previous fight 20 years ago for that skate park downtown. And I thought it was interesting because the climate around or the idea of of skateboarding has changed a lot in 20 years. I could see where 20 years ago, people were like, no, skateboarding's a crime. <laughs> were you around for that fight? Or do you have any memories or thoughts on that that aspect or, or that process? I do remember it. Joyce Foster was my council person. And Joyce is scrappy. And she fought for it. And she really fought for the rights of these young people. And, you know, people had these ideas that if you were a skateboarder, you were, you know, not a good person. You know, you might be a criminal or something. And she really fought. And, um, you know, all those people who were opposed to it are sort of eating crow right now because it's really a jewel in our park system. Yeah. It's every time I, I actually would, I used to go to 20th street gym and I would drive through that part of downtown and drive by the skate park every week. And it is crazy busy. And there's people of all ages at that park, you know, so I can see, I can see that. My my husband, actually, we both grew up here, and he was on the advisory committee as a sixth grader oh. to help create that skate park. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Well, you may not know this, but a few years ago, it might have been on tw- in 2019, I led the charge to um, sort of honor Joyce Foster. And so we had a ceremony um, down at the park. And uh, former Mayor Wellington Webb came. He was a big ally of Joyce's in that effort. And we put a plaque up um, at the skate park um, honoring her for um, bringing that to downtown Denver. That's awesome because it is. It's such an integral part of that section of downtown now. It's kind of hard to imagine it not 
being there, you know? Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. What do you think she, I mean, you're in her position now. And it's almost like her efforts have been vindicated because skateboarding's reputation has changed. She was a little bit ahead of her time. When you look at projects like this, how do you decide what you're going to invest your time in? I met with Joyce Foster about a month ago. My aides and I went over to her house and had coffee with her former aide to talk about what we're doing. And they were talking all about, you know, the fight and convincing people. And I was like, oh, no, we don't have that problem now. Everyone wa- everyone thinks a skate park is a good idea. <laughs> it's just, as you said, how am I deciding how to dedicate my time and energy is I think it's a worthwhile effort and I think it's a, a real possibility. Now, I've had to tell these young people it's not going to happen next year or the next year, right? It will cost many millions of dollars. It has to be, you know, a feasibility study has to be done. You know, I told you it's not even our property. We'd have to, you know, work with the Army Corps of Engineers. I have had some people from the Parks Department out to look at it and they are definitely intrigued but it's something we need. It's something that young people want. We need to listen to young people. And as you pointed out, skateboarders are all ages. I think Tony Hawk is around my age. So I think it's a, a real possibility. So in regards to that, what, where are you in the process with all of these, these sort of moving parts that you've talked about? Where, where is the skate park in process? A, I have two aides, Kathy and Taylor. And so we are reaching out to people in the community to let them know what we're doing and find out if they're interested and they want to help. So we'd like to put together a, a team of advocates and maybe an advisory committee or a steering committee or something. So we're working on that. So we're at the very early stages, but there's a lot of interest from the Parks Department. And so that's a huge hurdle. And then at some point, we'll have to get a skate park designer down there to look at it and have them tell us what they think, talk about a possible BMX track, and, you know, just see what the feasibility is, you know, what it might cost. We'll have to talk to the Army Corps of Engineers to see if they're even open to the idea. You know, who knows? Maybe they won't be. Where would money for something like this come from? Like, how do we as a city fund things like parks? So uh, a few years ago, the voters voted to pass a um, small sales tax increase um, to help fund parks. It brings in about $40 million a year. But the Parks Department is funded through our general fund, and we have a capital improvement program. So, you know, every agency in the city has, you know, a, a list of projects on their capital improvement program, and they get evaluated every year. So this would be you know, put on that list. And so once an agency approves a project to go on that list, it could be funded in a number of ways. Like the bond that Mayor Hancock put on the ballot this year, it has projects from these pre-approved lists, right? Yes. And the city has a lot of competing priorities, right? So they have to look at their list every year and say, you know, this one we need to prioritize for whatever reason. And, you know, this other one's going to have to wait. And, you know, we're, we're making all of our decisions based on equity now. And so that will really play into it. But like I said, the, the neighborhood where I'm talking about is a high need neighborhood. And so I think that will will help us. Um, so if someone's listening to this, maybe maybe they live in your district or maybe they're just really a big fan and supporter of, of skate parks. What's the best way for them to support you in this endeavor? 
Well, they should reach out to me. They can email me or call my office. The contact information is on the website. And we will, you know, put them on our list and, you know, see if they want to be a part of a steering committee. And then we'll start talking about how we're going to move this forward. Well, Councilwoman Kendra Black, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me and for your interest. I really appreciate it. It was great to talk to you. The Parks and Rec Department has expressed interest in the skate park project, but you can never have enough community support for something like this. And so Councilwoman Black's office passed along a survey that Parks and Rec is running to get a sense of what kinds of infrastructure Denverites want to see more of in our parks. If you want to help make that skate park dream a reality, check out the show notes for a link. And here's what else is happening in Denver today. Starting November 10th, Paramount Theater and Ball Arena will be added to the list of venues requiring adults to show proof of vaccination to enter. You can also show proof of a negative COVID test within 72 hours of an event. The Denver Post reports that masks are also mandatory for everyone, regardless of vaccination status, and may only be removed when eating or drinking. So I guess if you're still debating getting vaccinated and you want to see the Nuggets or the Avs or Andrea Bocelli or Disney on Ice, no better time than now to get with the program. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. Shout out to Grandma Nita for listening every day, even though she lives in Arizona now. Hi, Grandma Nita. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to CityCast Denver wherever you get your podcasts. Want more news? Sign up for our weekday newsletter at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Shannon in Capitol Hill. And I just want to say that I'm so happy about the renaming of Mestaje Mountain. And I hope that Governor Polis and the rest of us can practice um, decolonizing our language. Thanks.